Hello and welcome to the MVR podcast. I'm Rachel Elmer. And I'm Peter Jacob. And today we're going to be talking about to nag or not to nag. That is the question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, how did we get to this one, Peter? (laughs) Well, we've chatted about this, haven't we? Mm. Um, About two weeks ago, I was delivering some advanced level training and um, one of the participants brought up uh, a case, a particular case, and I I can't even remember what the context was, what it was about. Mm -hmm. But um, we did a role play. We, We undertook a role play and it was a an apparently small interaction. It Mm -hmm. may appear on the surface to have been trivial. Yeah. Um, And it was about uh, an 18-year-old son who, um, you know, is uh, or acts in ways that uh, demonstrate entrenched dependency on his parents. And um, we looked at the interaction between him and his mother around her asking him to do chores Mm -hmm. in the house. And, for example, her asking him to empty the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. And what the boy or young man will routinely do at such a point is roll his eyes, sigh, make a face, and at times he has called his mother a nag. Mm-hmm. And um, I, 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 f- I sat there, I was in the role play, I was the therapist, and I had a sense of how profoundly unfair that is. And um, that evening I thought about it. Uh, I thought about it a lot. And the next day, I went back, uh, you know, uh, into the venue, onto the course, and proceeded to, with the group, to deconstruct the word, the concept, the idea of a nag. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of questions came up from that. So that's that's where it came from. Go on then. So what are your what are your leading thoughts around that then? Deconstructing that word, Mike. Well, one thought uh, is: is it important to talk about that? Is it important in our work with the client to express that we think of that as unfair? Mm. And if it is important, why? Because it seems in in VR, we haven't yet brought a feminist analysis into our work. We haven't Mm -hmm. yet thought about what do gender differences actually mean in work with NVR. And looking at it more closely, it seemed to have so many dimensions, so many aspects. Um, sh- should I just sort of share some of those that, that emerged? 
Yeah, come. Yeah, I hope. Okay. So if we just look at the what the mother does, that has certain meanings. So when the mother maybe repeatedly asks her son to empty the dishwasher, okay? Mm-hmm. What are the meanings that can be attached to that? She wants him to grow up to become a responsible and fair person mm-hmm. who will do his share. Um, that is sort of attached to her values. Um, she perhaps feels that it is time for him to become more autonomous, that it's not good for him to rely on all these services that she delivers to him. It's not good for his confidence. It's not good for this stage in life where he needs to go out into the world. It's something that may cause rejection from future partners if if he were to go out into the world. Um, she may feel that she has worked very hard because she carries the greatest load uh, of, of housework. Yeah, and that's a value of hers to to contribute to the family through housework. Housework, which is often not uh, appreciated, and now perhaps she feels she has done so much that perhaps she's entitled to rest. So all these could be meanings attached to what she does, which is that act of saying, could you please empty the dishwasher? But when we call her a nag, it's become stripped of those meanings. Mm. It's like an attribute to her of something very unpleasant. Mm. And stripped of all those meanings, what she does makes her appear ugly, you know, an ugly person. And I believe it conditions her or can condition her um, to feel guilt because she's characterized in that negative way. You know, like there's something wrong with her. Maybe the, maybe her son's entrenched dependency, maybe his aggressive behavior, maybe they're on account of her female uh, personality. Mm. Because of course, only a woman can be a nag. A man cannot be a nag. So, yeah, that... that <coughs> That, that, those were my thoughts around that. I, I, I wonder, because, you know, we had a brief chat and, and you pointed out how derogatory that word uh, comes across to you. Mm. But you, you, were, you are a single parent or have been a single parent raising two daughters. Mm. You, you, you mentioned there, were, there weren't any men in the household. No. So I'm just wondering what your take on that is. Well, it's a kind of, it's not a word that I would use to my daughters as young women. And it's certainly something they've never or never 
use towards me, priding yourself to ask the girls to contribute to things. You know, if their response was you're being a nag, I don't know, I'd feel quite offended by that word. Can you yeah. can you can you explain that offense that you would feel, that you would experience? What that's about. Yeah, I suppose it is values, isn't it? My values and the way I communicate with my kids, I mean, who are 20, nearly 28, and um, that's typical. My parcel's just arrived. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here recording, which means I can't go and answer the door. Um, 28 and 24, just, it's just not in our vocabulary. And, And if one of the girls referred to me as a nag, yeah, you know, I'd certainly pull them up on that, mm-hmm. you know, correct them. You know, it's not something we would say to each other. What would be what would be your motivation to pull up pull them up on that? My motivation is to answer the door and get my parcel right now, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to resist it. Um that's the means intent to, to get me. Th- these are the vagaries of, of working online, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, we're literally nine minutes in. Had we started ten minutes early, I would have got that. How annoying. Um God, I can't remember what the question was, Peter. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see if I can remember. Yeah, what would be the motivation to pull them up on that and to, to sort of say, well, you know, I'm not happy with you calling me a nag or Yes, offensive word. It's derogatory towards a parent, you know, guiding their kids to do household chores, a contribution, and all of that is, is yeah, somewhere they might as well almost say, you know, a ruder word, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and and you said parent, but of course it only applies to a certain kind of parent. It only applies to a mother. Yeah, I suppose it does. I'm not sure if I've heard men being called nags by by their partners mm. um it's not you know it's, it's perhaps something special for women well, I, I was talking to a german colleague about it because this has been going around my head for the past week or two and um there is a german word for for nag and that's meckern um and and she said, because mechan is also um, the sound a goat makes. Okay. And she said, well, but in German, mechan is universal. It can be male or female. And then I thought about that, and I thought, I'm not sure, because there's a, um, there is a word for a nag, which is mechatante, mm. which is naggy ant, translates as naggy ant. But there's no mecha uncle, naggy uncle. Thing. So I thought, no, even in German, I'm quite sure it applies to women much more than to men. Mm. And I guess it becomes a stick with which women can be beaten in a subtle yeah. way. Yeah, the imaginary stick. Yeah, and I'm thinking, what would I do then if someone called me a nag? Would I withdraw my request would it stop me from asking would that distance me from the person who called me a nag you know for a while you know maybe I would go and sulk in another room Uh, maybe I would empty the dishwasher myself Mm -hmm. maybe with a heavy heart maybe I wouldn't ask the kid to do the dishwasher again 
because they'll call me that name and I don't like that name, so I'll avoid that as well. Um, so does that then put me into a, a position of avoidance? Um, yeah. I would think so. So there, there are different options at this point, aren't there? There's an option to resist or there is an option to comply. And if you comply, you, you may do some or all of those things. You may withdraw, you may avoid. It would discourage you. Mm. from um, from asking too often or as often as you would wish to mm -hmm. um, to empty the dishwasher or do other things, carry responsibility within the household. Mm. And so it becomes an instrument of control, that characterization of a woman, if it is successful in discouraging her from making those requests yeah what would you do if someone called you a nag i think my response would be one of surprise because i've never been called a nag in my life and i think that's because i'm male because i'm heterosexual male i don't think heterosexual cisgender males get called nags it, I wouldn't even feel in jeopardy of being called a nag, if you know what I mean. I think the term nag, as we as we uh, deconstruct this word, I think it is preferably used by men towards women. Mm -hmm. I think also that it is a word that is being described loosely for a woman who actually just talks so if, you know if you say can you take the bins out which is a one-off reasonable request first time said the response could quite easily be you're a nag or I imagine a collective group of males saying yeah the wife nags about this or the girlfriend nags about that and actually she's just basically talking so what you know? Yeah. It's even in the jokes men make. Mm. You know, when they sort of joke about the government being their their female partners. Mm. You know, that's a typical joke that men make to each other. You know, as if they were controlled. Um, and I don't know. It, it strikes me that that's one word, but there are many other words yeah. that characterize women in a negative way. Yeah. Um, in medieval times, some women were dunked in a river in a cage for gossiping. When actually female propensity to talk about people and to talk about relationships is an important part of what goes on in society, isn't it? Yeah. Because women are seen to have the responsibility for managing relationships, for nurturing relationships. You know, how many women make dinner arrangements yeah, between couples, and how many men make those dinner arrangements for a couple? Yeah. So 
women generally will take on much more often that kind of responsibility. So if we think of an NVR, I'm thinking of another case, um, and I, I mentioned that uh, in my talk, where a man tells his, his wife not to tell others about the son's aggressive and um, self-destructive behavior. Mm -hmm. And another stick to beat this woman with is gossip, you know, being yeah. loose with their tongues, tongues wagging. What he actually does is he isolates her. He isolates her from possible sources of support, particularly as this same man doesn't come to the NVR sessions because he doesn't believe in that psychological stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of see the, I mean, these are two different families, two different cases, but I'm, I'm just imagining they were one person. You can sort of see the, um, you can see the, the cage tightening around this mother. You can feel it. And you know what you said about all the men saying that, that that would be men more often. Could also be women calling women nags. Um, uh, but I, I'm just thinking, so when, when we have this mother and the son in one room, we don't actually just have the two of them in one room. And if in NVR, we just treat it as the two being in one room, if we only work within that mother-son dyad, we're ignoring that context. We're ignoring all the other people who mm. are in the room without being physically in the room. All the people who've given messages, maybe not just in this mother's life, maybe for hundreds and thousands of years, mm. have given these messages and have characterized people in the same way. So it's little wonder that a young person uses that stick to beat their mother with because it works. Yeah. Because it's available because societal discourse gives license to characterize her in that way. You know, it's a dominant discourse in society. It, it sort of almost puts the stick in his hand. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 a term that's been around forever and sadly will always be around, I think. Chaz oh. and Dave wrote a song about it, didn't they? Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. What's rabbit, rabbit, rabbit? rabbit? You know, Chaz and Dave had that song, didn't they, about women talking, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. I don't oh. know what the relation to the animal is because rabbits don't talk, but I'm not sure. I'm sure someone somewhere will let me know. But, um, but but those terms don't have to be around forever in our work in NVR. No. Because I think if we don't treat this as merely something between mother and son, but if we treat it as something about how women are characterized and maybe we de deconstruct these words, these ideas that are attached to these words in our work in NVR with parents, with mothers, mm. then maybe those words lose some of their power and 
perhaps this mother will feel more entitled in a good way to put her feet up and watch something on TV. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm watching Strictly. Hmm. And I guess we could help her to find more effective ways of resisting her son's um, refusal to take on responsibility. You know, in NVR, we would probably then move on to um, to look at the refusal of some services because there's an unfair distribution of responsibility mm-hmm. and not expose her to being character herself to being characterized in that negative way so much, mm-hmm. you know. But that would be a whole different matter. So we'd be aiming, I guess, to help her reduce those feelings of guilt that are triggered in her, which control her. Really, that word really <clears throat> diminishes the sort of the parental authority, the parental presence mm-hmm. in a woman. You know, yeah. I'm just imagine him being called it by mm. a son when you've just politely asked him to help out, give his hand, empty the dishwasher, and he says, shut up, you nag. Yeah. How I'd feel yeah. about... Yeah. Yes, that's not a good word. And I think it feeds into what we call parental erasure. Yeah. You know, I don't matter as a parent. I don't matter as... Um, someone who who contributes so much to the relationships in this family and to the running of this home, which is the material basis for the family and the emotional basis, you know. I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of a mother right now who, whose son behaves in ways that are very challenging to her. Mm -hmm. And she often makes pancakes because he loves to eat pancakes. And the pancakes have a particular meaning in this family. They have a warm, loving meaning. And she has used pancakes often as relational gestures, making pancakes. Mm -hmm. And recently, he has started making pancakes. What, for her or for himself? (laughs) For for the family. For the family. For the family. And for himself, of course. Mm. So um, I think that is very different, isn't it, from 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 the designation of the mother as a nag, his response of making pancakes seems to me to indicate an appreciation of what she does mm-hmm. mm. for all of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. We'll wind it up. Just yeah. thinking about... Um, To nag or not to nag, that is the question. There are so many words that are used towards women, to mothers, 
by their sons and partners, male partners. And I think that 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 is just one of them. It's the tip of the iceberg, you know, it's just yeah. one word that disempowers a woman doing her, you know, taking on a role as a mother and a, and a person that helps maintain the house. It's just one word. There are so many. But actually it's about, as practitioners, how we can help parents, mothers, uh, resist that those harmful words and still maintain their parental authority in the home, parental presence. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Mm. And I think if it's about NVR, mm. we as an NVR community, not reducing our perspective to the dyad between parent and child, mother and son, mother and daughter, mm. but to think of all the invisible people in the room. Mm. Voices have contributed to the typecasting and ultimately to the control through feelings of guilt mm. of, of the parents we work with. Nice one. Okay. Good. That's goodbye from me. And from me. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.